the best minds in wrestling today, and you damn well know it by now. We know more than Google, always have, always will. New show, bigger, better, badder, brother. Twice as famous, twice as rich. 2.0, here we go. Start the damn show already. What is going on, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's the JT Double B. As always, I'm here with my co-host, superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary cream. Um, if you think I sound like shit, well, it's probably normal, but yeah, it's definitely normal. Um, I'm a little under the weather. Yeah, tell us why. Fighting through a flu game like Jordan. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I did a cleanse this whole week. Yesterday is my last day. I did a seven-day cleanse, and it basically almost killed me. <laughs> because sometimes when you do a cleanse, you, you get this thing called the cleanse flu because so many toxins are leaving your body that you just feel like you have the flu. So... Trying to get trying to be healthy almost killed me. Yep. <laughs> That's what happens when you do them cleanses is Yeah, man, it was awful. I don't think I'll do one ever again. But uh I lost eleven pounds. Jesus. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit in my body. Yeah, I know. You're full of it. Yeah. I wonder if you like are your eyes still brown? Nah. Nice. Someone the other day told me I had interesting eyes. So take that for what me. I mean, I don't know what that means, but. It's like being an interesting fuck. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my, I mean, it was terrible, man. I was sick all week. That was my week. What, uh, what do you do all week? Uh, well, besides. You know, working more hours than anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, Jamie got a promotion. I don't know if he wants to talk about it publicly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're good on that. Um, I uh, spent the weekend with Joey Ryan and uh, the Valkyrie Taya, you know, TNA Women's Knockouts champ. And uh, we, we all know who Joey Ryan is. And, uh, I don't know if, you know, I didn't make up these stories like hanging out with Quick Trips like another person we know, like another liar. Um, but my sources were real. Um, had a good time with, with Joey. You know, we go way back anyway. Uh, for some of you listeners out there that are wondering about his merchandise, it's still 100% cotton. Um, Joey was talking about, uh, you know, how he's been doing. Um Said he's gonna, you know, his lucha contract. None of that stuff's gonna get in the way of anything he's gonna do. Uh, he's basically gonna do what he wants, which is Joey fucking Ryan. He can do what he wants. Uh, he's pretty excited about double or nothing. He's gonna be around uh, for that. He let me know. Uh, he talked about. He was asking us about our podcast, um, and he had a question. He wanted me to ask you, Buck. Um, cause you didn't, you didn't give it out the last two weeks, but he was, he's been following, uh, your neck size. 
Uh, and he was wanting to know if you could let him know because he's he's been doing the same workout routine you do. And he was, oh, he, nice. you know, he's, yeah, he's been trying to get a bigger neck. Uh, so he was just kind of wanting to know if you can let it, you know, he's just kind of want to know what your neck size was. Yeah, I'll text him, but I'm going to recommend that he doesn't do a cleanse. Yeah, I think he's ahead of the game on that. All right. Um, but yeah, he's doing really well. Uh, he had a lot of merch. He sold out of merchandise twice. Uh, he put over the the Lucha Libre laughs uh, and uh, Rocky Mountain Pro Women's Champ. Uh, it was equal opportunity weekend. Um, so it was a good weekend. He's he's excited. Uh, he said he probably would drop by the booth at StarCast and sit in. Now, I don't know. You know, I wasn't going to ask him if he wanted to get on the cast, uh, but you know, there's a chance he might get on the cast. There's a chance he might answer some questions and um, have a little fun with us. Yeah, man, Joey Ryan is a, a really cool guy. If you ever get a chance to meet him or run into him, uh, yeah, really nice. I mean, you yeah. know, we talk to him every week, but it was good to see him. It's been a couple months. Yeah, the first time I ever met him was when I was with Sauce, and Sauce asked him if his shirts were 100 percent cotton. Yeah, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, it, on Bur- we saw him on Bourbon Street. And my girlfriend ran down the street and like flagged him down and just yelled, um, "My boyfriend wants to touch your dick." Yeah, uh, and that was Blachel. That yeah. was Blacked Out Rachel. Yeah. Blacked out Rachel Blachel. That's pretty good. Yeah, Blachel. Blachel orders a thousand shots, forgets about the thousand shots, and orders a thousand more. Yeah. Blachel also ordered ordered a Uber Eats McFlurry from McDonald's and then went to bed. And it cost her nineteen dollars. Yeah. Travis <laughs> Travis answered the door at two in the morning and there was just a McFlurry there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was you just never know what Blachel's going to do. She's like a whirlwind. No, yeah, you never know. I will say, since I'm better than most people, even though I've been sick all week, I did go out on the streets and uh, actually get some opinions about our show. I was able to yeah. poll. I was able to poll some people and ask them what their thoughts are. You know, if they could give us any ideas to make it better, or how they enjoy the show. And I actually got some feedback if you want me to play it. Uh, no, I don't want you to play it. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. I just, real quick. Fuck you, Jamie. Fuck you, Jamie, you petty Omega wannabe. Fuck you, Jamie. Hey, Jamie, fuck a bag of dicks, you fucking loser. Hey, Jamie, fuck you, big sick. Hey, <laughs> Damn, that guy was from Boston or what? Did you go all the way to Boston? There's people from all over down here, man. Yeah. But yeah, that's Trinidad most Trinidad and Tobago. Were those a lot of our Trinidad and Tobago listeners? Yeah, that was most of the feedback I got. Yeah. What are your thoughts? That's some, that's some good feedback. A lot of jealousy. Um, that's what I think. A lot of women that are jealous that haven't been to the filling station. Uh, man, those girls are sour. Yeah, they are. 
but that's okay. You know, you take the good with the bad and you, uh, you're doing something right. If you're either getting cheered or booed, you're doing something right. When you hear silence, that's when you're doing something wrong. Yeah, there you go. Well, interesting week, but we're still here to do the podcast. We have to knock this thing out. My mom's coming tomorrow, so we have to deal with that. So, uh, yeah, let's get to the news. All right, so our, our first news story isn't really a news story. It's more of a... I guess a state of WWE, you could call it. Um, There's a rumor this week that um, due to, you know, the, the AEW hype, the sellout, all that stuff, on top of Undertaker doing StarCast, which we talked about how that wasn't really a big deal, but I guess Vince was quite upset about it. And, um, yeah. All this stuff and ratings being just like the worst ratings ever. So all this stuff going on, I think the rumor is Vince has gone kind of crazy and uh, wanted to switch stuff up. So um, last week he brought up Gargano, Champa, Black, and Ricochet out of nowhere. Just brought them up to the main roster. And then... um, uh, the booking has been kind of crazy the last couple weeks. Um, Jamie, what's your initial thoughts on this kind of stuff? I mean, I don't know. You can see with the success and the, and the train that AEW is riding on right now. Like, I bet it's got Vince's attention. Uh, and then the Taker thing, like, Taker was like his is his greatest creation you know, from scratch. So Taker doing Starcast might have pissed him off. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure that they talked about it before he did it. Uh, Maybe not. But Vince is erratic sometimes. He goes crazy. Uh, Bringing all those guys up out of nowhere, like before many, usually like on a normal scale, we probably would have saw most of those guys pop up after Mania, right? Or maybe a Mania debut or something. Uh, yeah, well, the crazy thing is, is he, like he basically, well, the rumor is, I don't know, but he basically just was like, hey, I need the four best guys from NXT right now. And so they put Chomp and Gargano as a tag team. And, you know, I mean, they were kind of on the road to the TakeOver main event. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Like, it kind of fucked NXT's build to their WrestleMania. Yeah, so I'm not... Who knows what? I mean, sure, NXT will be fine, but who knows what? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I think they'll probably still do Gargano Champa at TakeOver, but. I mean, that was the. They needed to because it, it would have been a phenomenal match again. Like, I don't know. But they did, like, bringing all these guys up and put them over and you have them be. They all beat the Revival, which the Revival. I don't think the Revival won a match since they've won the titles. I don't think they have either. <laughs> like they, they do all this crazy stuff with Lashley. Um, I mean, I so I watched Raw for the first time in a long time last night, Monday night, this Monday, because there's just a lot of things that seemed interesting to me. The the Roman Reigns announcement. I want to see Ric Flair. How that played out. Ric Flair being there. 
the rumor that Batista was in Atlanta, the rumor that The Rock was in Atlanta, all these things kind of, I was like, I'll check it out. And I made it through maybe an hour of it, but it's just so, it's just so bad. I mean, the Roman Reigns thing was great. And, you know, it's obviously it's good that he's healthy, um, but he got a huge pop. I mean, you're not going to boo somebody who just recovered from leukemia. Yeah, easily. I mean, I did. I did hear that one guy did yell "You suck" and like people freaked out on him. <laughs> well, I mean, he because he beat leukemia doesn't mean he doesn't suck to that guy. You know, I mean, fair enough. But yeah, it's, it's that guy's opinion. Do you think that he was rushed back because of everything going on? No, nah, I don't think he was rushed back. But I think they they definitely used him for ratings like it was the highest rated raw in a lot forever and it's kind of shitty to to be like hey roman reigns has announced when i was healthy but you'll have to tune in to see i mean you can, and that's just life you can kind of assume that it was good news but i mean he <laughs> do you think he was going to get on there and be like well guys i i didn't make it i got a month to live but also shitty was like right after that Baron Corbin cut a promo about how being general manager of Raw was harder than leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he maybe Baron Corbin's been through both, and he knows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, being on Raw in 2019 has got to be terrible. It's like being on Raw in 2000, or, uh, 1999, or being on... Uh, Nitro in 1999. Yeah. Because you have no idea. No, there's no way to know what could happen. Yeah, it's just so crazy, the, the shit that they do. And then even, like, the Batista thing was – it was – the way they did it was cool. But if you watch it and really think about it, like, he, Batista beats up 70-year-old Ric Flair, who he's friends with as well. And he goes, Hunter, do I have your attention now? So, like, basically the story is – Batista was forced to do this to get Triple H to agree to a match, right? Yeah, at at WrestleMania. So that would lead you to believe that Batista has been asking for a match for weeks, and Triple H has said no. So Batista has no choice. But this is just out of nowhere. Like, yeah, this is like the most drastic step right away. Maybe there'll be text messages. Maybe like you know because. Remember the Kevin Nash storyline that didn't make sense about who sent the text message? Uh, There's no way they make sense, dude. Tonight on yeah. tonight on SmackDown, Kevin Owens is just in the main event of Fastlane for no reason. Kofi was so over. He was the most over guy in the business. Yeah, and, and Kevin Owens came out to take his place. And, like, the fans are so fucking confused because they want to cheer – Owens coming back, but they also want to boo that Kofi got kicked out of the match. So it's like you're stepping over your own shit. Like spread it out, man. Let Kofi have his fast lane match and uh, have do Owens versus Brian at Mania, which I'm sure they're going to do Owens versus Brian again at Mania. But why do it right now? I don't know. Maybe they're. I don't know. I would. That would be a good triple threat. Their booking right now is just insane, and I. I don't know if it fully has to do with, like, so All Elite Wrestling has a lot of steam and a lot of momentum. We've talked about it. They're doing a lot of things right right now. I'm, Vince is aware 
to say that Vince is freaking out, I, I mean, at this point, I find it hard to believe. Yeah. He's been through a lot worse. He's definitely been through a lot worse, and he's not worried. I mean, their TV money alone, TV deals alone, they, he just might be just mad about everything because you know how he is. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's mad about the Taker shit. And then, um, I mean, Taker just has no loyalty, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I don't think he's freaking out. I think he's just going, I, I mean, I don't know. I think they're just doing anything for ratings right now. What might freak him out more than AEW is the Fox deal. Because his ratings are so bad, he might be starting to freak out about that Fox deal. Yeah. But. I don't know what they're doing, man. I mean, Bruce Pritchard got hired. That, that was news this week. So he's going to be basically Vince's right-hand man again. Yeah. Like he was in the 80s and sporadically through the 90s. All the way up into, I mean, pretty much every year, but one or two years from like the 80s to 2007-ish. Yeah. So, I mean, he was in, you know, for 20 years, he was Vince's right-hand man at least 20 years. Yeah, but we know that Bruce Pritchard, from listening to his podcast, didn't get along with Stephanie and Triple H. So it's interesting for them not only to hire him, but to put him in such a big position. And it's an old school mind. So, I I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what he can do in that position. Maybe he can book a story that makes sense. He's been uh, able to do that in the past. Hey, they can use a story that makes sense. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they they hired him. They fired Arn Anderson. Yeah, so that's another story. So Arn Anderson was fired this week. And the story there was basically him and Vince have been button heads. And something, something happened at a house show. And Arn basically took responsibility for it. And so Vince fired him and word on the street is that. So John Cena's main agent for his matches was Arn Anderson. So Cena loved Arn Anderson. So if Cena, so now that Cena's not full time, there's not really a reason to keep Arn Anderson around if he's going to be a headache for Vince. Yeah. And he's also, he's really liked by the boys, but I guess a lot of the office people don't really like Arn because he kind of tells it how it is. He tells it how it is, and he's old school. Like, he's got that old school wrestling mind. So, Arn Anderson's not a guy that's going to go out there and tell, talk to you about fucking television deals. Yeah, these, pro- these producers and agents, they want, to, they want them to go out there and sell this shit to the wrestlers and be like, hey, you need to do this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And Arn would kind of go out there and just be like, well, I know this fucking sucks, but you got to do it. Yeah. He's just an old school mentality and like the hardest worker in the business. Uh, it's a shame, you know. He's one of our favorite wrestlers, friend of the podcast. Oh shame my God. That, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I mean, we had, we've even done an Arn Anderson out art gallery. Yeah, our favorite Arn Anderson uh, pictures were displayed. That was in college. Yeah, we had an Arn Anderson art show. It's a shame people, you know, some people like Andy Ball don't like him. Yeah. Uh, he is an underrated, one of those underrated workers, underrated performers. Arn Anderson's incredible. Greatest spine buster of all time. Oh, yeah, by far. And then um, 
I don't know. I mean, um, also, Ty Dillinger was released. He asked for a release and somehow got it. Uh, maybe they just don't want to deal with him. Yeah. TJ Perkins was fired. They had Hideo Itami. Yeah, Hideo Itami officially gone. I don't know the deals with all these guys, how long their no-competes are and all that, but um, I don't know, man. WWE is in a really weird place right now. And you would think going into WrestleMania, they'd be a little more got it together, but I don't know what the hell they're doing anymore. At this point, they may hire R. Kelly to sing the national anthem. I don't know. They might. <laughs> I think R. Kelly's going to be in jail by April, but... Yeah, he might have enough money to keep him out of jail until after Mania. Yeah. All right, so also this week, uh, big news, Netflix is close to finalizing a deal for a Hulk Hogan biopic. Um, reported this afternoon that Chris Helmsworth, best known for playing Thor, is set to play Hulk Hogan. It's going to be directed by Todd Phillips, who directed the Hangover trilogy, directed uh, Old School, some other shit. Um, <laughs> Hemsworth and Phillips, along with Bradley Cooper and Michael Sugar, who's a writer of Eight Mile and the, and the upcoming new Joker film and Eric Bischoff will all serve as producers. Hogan will be a consultant and an executive producer. Uh, The film will not focus on Hogan's later troubles, such as the Gawker lawsuit and the racial language. Instead, it's been described as an origin story that will feature the rise of Hogan's career. Yeah, I can't wait. I hope they do it right. This sounds cool. I'm happy with Hemsworth doing it. I think he can, you know... He can probably pull off the look a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be – he won't have the pythons like that. But Bradley Cooper's playing <laughs> the fence, right? Uh, so Bradley Cooper has been rumored for – to play Vince McMahon in a Vince McMahon biopic. Um, it's actually biopic. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but what does biopic mean? It means a biography picture. Yeah. So a biopic. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a, I think that was a separate movie. I think Cooper's just a producer. I don't even know if Bradley Cooper's gonna be in this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he gets to play Vince. I don't either. But it's I. I mean, they definitely Hulk Hogan is wrestling. He, you know, he took wrestling worldwide, uh, nationwide, worldwide. So you know, a biopic. Uh, of his early I mean, career, biopic sounds so much cooler. <laughs> uh, move, you know, his early career going up through. I mean, it's got to go up through at least Andre, uh, and kind of the passing of the torch from the Sheik, and then Andre. Uh, I, you know, everybody can say what they want about Hogan, and you know, he can be selfish or all the bullshit that's happened. Nothing will ever take away what Hulk Hogan meant to me as a kid. You know, growing up, 80s Hogan was the greatest thing of all time. Yeah. Uh, we know, like, different wrestlers now. We go back and watch 80s stuff and realize, like, how incredible Savage was back then. Even though I love Savage, but, like, you know, how incredible Rick Rude was. But, like, Hogan was just, he's larger than life. 
everybody knew he was a household name. You had to tune in to watch what was going to happen. Who, because he was fending off evil. He got kids out of gangs. I mean, yeah, Hogan. We talk about it all the time. Hulk Hogan's a piece of shit, or Terry Bollea is a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a terrible person, and everything that's happened lately is what it is. But nothing will take away that that eighties Hulk Hogan Hulkamania. I mean, growing up is the greatest thing ever. To this day, my personal email is Hogan. It says Hogan in it. So, yeah, I mean, insane amount of Hogan memorabilia. I mean, I talk, I, I talk about Hulk Hogan all the time. 80s Hogan is one of the greatest things ever. It always will be. Yeah. I think I mean, even 90s, 90s, like Hogan quite possibly is the greatest or most important good guy and most important bad guy ever. Yeah, and Hollywood Hogan was incredible too. But I mean, I think for this movie, the story is definitely him starting out to WrestleMania three. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere along in that, uh, and that'll leave the door open from going from, you know, going into the NWO from the, you know, his steroid trial gone you know from wwf and then into nwo wcw all that stuff that's gonna be later on but i'm interested i'm excited about it i'll watch it yeah i hope i mean like like you said i hope it's done right um i am like we said terry bolea is a piece of shit and he's consulting on this i think they're gonna leave out it's not gonna be realistic i don't think um it'll probably just be an inflated version of how he came to how his rise. He came to rise. It's gonna be how Hulk Hogan looks at himself. Looks, yeah. Looks back on himself, which we all know he's never done anything wrong. But a more interesting story would be the real shit, like show him taking steroids, or have him just spill the beans, the the actual beans. I mean, I get it. Like people do what they do. The '80s was cutthroat in wrestling, man. Early days, like. If you were on top, you did whatever it took to stay on top. So a lot of people are going to hate you, and you're going to shit on a lot of people. You have to stab people in the back. You have to shit on people. Uh, otherwise, you don't. That's that's the only way to stay on top of the business for as long as he did. Especially so, in the eighties. Yeah. Um. But either way, I don't care. Hopefully, it gets a good score on Rotten Tomatoes. So Matt Cole will watch it. Maybe he won't compare it to. Uh, Dune, uh, or like Ghost in the Darkness, where lions eat people. Uh, well, lions eat Val Kilmer, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, the only thing worse than Matt Cole's opinions on movies is Ben Harris's opinions on Raw. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's worse. I think it's just both equal. It's as low as you can go. Like you can't get any worse. You know. Yeah, it's bottom of the barrel. I'll tell you that. People are fucking stupid, man. I hate to be rude. I really do. I hate to be rude, man. But sometimes people piss me off, man. Yeah, sometimes people need to turn down the suck and turn up the awesome. Yeah, man, just keep it real, man. Sometimes stuff sucks. Yeah, just fucking way it is. Grab that suck knob and turn it up on high. Turn it up on awesome. Yeah, man, sometimes stuff is fucking awesome and shouldn't be talked bad about, like over the top and point break. Yeah. Uh 
God, I'm about to get fired up right now just thinking about it. But uh, yeah, I know. I about bought that four hundred dollar <laughs> over the top arm wrestling table. Do you have any? So back to the Hogan movie. <laughs> R- Rusev actually put in uh, uh, his name in the hat. He, he said he wants to play either Iron Sheik or Nikolai Volkov. He'll he'll play whoever he can play. But um, who do you have any? Like just looking at the '80s and that time period, anybody who can play like Piper or Andre or Vince or a- anything, I tried to think about it, man. I just really can't put a name on anybody in today's Hollywood. Oh man, yeah, it's hard. Um, Bradley Cooper would be an awesome Vince McMahon, but I don't know if they're gonna save that for his own movie. Yeah. He would he would do well at Vince. I mean, I you can't get anyone to play Andre. Uh, I just don't even know what that would. I don't even know what that would look like. Big Show. Uh, yeah, but can yeah, I guess Big Show could, but like, I don't know. That's just that's tough, man. To have the hair and have the the, the accent. Um, like I don't know who you would have play Macho Man. I would really have to think about it because you really need people who can uh, can get in the ring and work too. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, Thor's in good shape, but man, Hogan was fucking massive in the eighties. I mean, my guess is I, the only thing I can guess is if Sylvester Stallone he could play all those characters if he wanted. Yeah, simultaneously. Yeah, kind of like um, uh, Nutty Professor. Yeah. Uh, he could do all he Stallone could play all those characters. Um, the Rock could play Rocky Johnson. He could he could play Rocky Johnson. Um, could the Rock play Ahmed Johnson on a, in an Ahmed Johnson biopic? Yeah, but I'd rather watch Ahmed Johnson play Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson biopic, dude. You remember when? I, Ahmed Johnson played Suge Knight in that Tupac movie, for TV movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was that before or after he was Big T with that fanny pack? I think that was after. Yeah, Big T got that slapjack in that fanny pack, dude. Ahmed Johnson was awesome. I don't care what. He yeah, <laughs> he was. <laughs> uh, Pearl River Plunge was my favorite move for like six months. Yeah, I don't know how we went from talking about the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> The Hulk Hogan movie to how awesome Ahmed Johnson was. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, I don't know who could even play Piper. Like, yeah, see, these are all like characters, huge characters. Like, I don't know, man, but it's something you can easily mess up if you don't do it right. I mean, I think Todd Phillips is a pretty good director, but yeah, man. I mean, the only lock for me would be. If they did a Roman Reigns cancer movie and Jason Momoa played him. Yeah. Man, I don't know. It's hard. Maybe we'll think of it and get back to some answers next week. We'll have a little segment. Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna answer anything on the fly anymore because I got that Rick Rude question wrong. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. For those of you who missed it, I, I said they should put Rick Rude in the Hall of Fame and he went in in two thousand seventeen. But to be fair, <laughs> I mean, it's not like we paid attention in the last three years. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I've barely paid attention to the Hall of Fame the last three years because it's become such a sham. 
Yeah. But. Fair enough, man. Were we even at, what WrestleMania was that? Were we at that? Was that Dallas? No, I think that was Orlando. Oh, that was a year after? So, I was still waiting in line to get into Dallas, so I didn't get a Hall of Fame announcement in 2007. It was uh, was a year that Kurt Angle went in. I don't know how we missed it, but, um, hey, I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. There's there's so much information and knowledge going on in my brain that sometimes it's hard to keep up with everything right off the top of my head. Yeah, it's not like, you know, we got to sit down and think about it. When you know more than Google, I mean, that's we have more information than the Internet. So, yeah, it's not easy. Uh, so those of you at home who are making your little jokes and your funnies, I mean, only using a half a brain uh, and you can't even do multiplication tables, uh, you can shove it up your ass. Yeah, I mean, people are fucking stupid. I got a full-time job. I got a yeah. top-rated podcast, man. I got a lot of shit going on. Yeah, not only top, like, yeah, I got more than a full-time job. Uh, open businesses, top-rated podcast. Uh, I've got a World of Warcraft account. Um, multiple women. It's Yeah, they just don't get it. No, so there you go. There's our... We we barely talked about the Hulk Hogan movie and that, but there is a Hulk Hogan movie coming out. We're both excited. There you go. It's gonna be fun. I'll probably we'll probably fly to Kansas City and watch it. Meet in the middle. Yeah, I'm down with that. Fly to Kansas City to watch Netflix together. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so real quick, um, not to get we talked a lot about Double or Nothing already. Um, not to get too deep into it, but if you've been following their show on YouTube, not being the elite, but the Double or Nothing show, preview show. Yeah. Uh, they've been teasing a Cody opponent for Vegas. And um, the first one, he talked about how it's per- like, they're like, hey, it's- they bleeped it out. So-and-so's on the phone for you. And... Christopher Daniels looks at Cody and goes, that sounds personal. You want to take it? And Cody says, I'm not ready to talk to him yet. And then the next episode, there's a graphic, Cody versus blanked out. And everyone's like, and Brandy's like, are you serious? Is this who you're wrestling? Cody didn't say anything. And then the next week, they don't really talk about his opponent, but he's watching a Jericho promo where Jericho takes credit for the sellout, and he's pissed off. So... I just wanted to real quick, as this train's rolling by, uh, <laughs> ask you, Jamie, with – so Ty Gillinger's a free agent. I don't think Ambrose is going to be ready by double or nothing. No. you got people in his past, Damian Sandow, Ted DiBiase Jr. Um, I don't – we may not – Goldust. That's what I was about to say. Gold dust, man. Like, we don't have to look far for him to fight Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, but he's got to be under contract. Maybe. I, I don't really know. So, what is your – do you have any – there's no indication who it might be, but what are your thoughts on Cody's match, and what what do you think about them making the triple threat Omega, Jericho, Cody? Um, I don't know if I'm into the triple threat. Omega Jericho Cody because that kind of turns into AEW versus Jericho and not just it takes away from you know the Jericho Kenny stuff that's already happened in the past a little bit 
So I don't necessarily know. I, I don't think a, a three ways the way to go. But as far as this mystery opponent, um, I mean, they could not even have anyone yet. They could just be doing it to play Cody's story up. But they ha- they have to have someone in mind if they're going to talk about it being personal. Uh, it could be Goldust. I think it'd be cool if it was Goldust. Uh, I think Goldust could still wrestle a great match with his brother. And it could be, you know, at all in. You know, Cody won the NWA title. That was like bringing back a Maybe him and Dustin Rhodes have had a falling out because, you know, Dustin wasn't included and he's old school, older than Cody. And I don't know. I just don't really. I mean, Marty Scroll will be ready to go by then, but I don't really. They haven't had like this crazy feud in the past or like. Yeah, I mean, Marty Scroll will be ready, but. And they kind of tease that on being the elite that Cody, like, Marty Scroll's dead to Cody. Um, Man, so I kind of wanted, when this thing was starting out, I wanted Cody versus Jericho, because I don't remember ever seeing that on a big scale. I would rather Cody versus Jericho than Jericho versus Omega 2. Jericho versus Omega 2 is going to be awesome, but Cody, I thought Cody versus Jericho was a cool idea. Um, I'm, I'm not into a triple threat either. Uh, I think Cody versus Ted DiBiase Jr. is cool if he still wrestles. I don't know his status. I don't know what his status is either. I mean, could it be like one of Jericho's close friends? Uh, could it be like Christian or somebody? Yeah, but I don't know how personal that is. I don't know if it's personal at all except for the fact that it's – Also, like, we might be overblown this personal thing. It's one little comment. Yeah, we could be, but then again, it's no way to know. This is what real wrestling storylines are about. Yeah, keep you intrigued. Um, like, I know Cody and Ty Dillinger were tag team champions back in FCW. So, I mean, that's yeah, a long time ago. And Dillinger's contract ends, or his no compete ends two days before double or yeah. nothing, right? So that's definitely a possibility. Um, I'm not 100% sure that they're going to sign Ty Dillinger. I know they're not rushing to just sign everybody. They're gonna If they yeah. sign somebody, it's going to be specific. Like, they have a story for them. I know if you listen to Tony Khan on Jericho's podcast, which is a really good listen, he says that. He says, we're not just spending money to spend money. Everyone we're signing is a specific reason. And, um, ah, man. I don't know. It's it's definitely intriguing, though. I will say that if they keep it a secret and tell the show, and we're sitting there and Gold Dust comes out, it would be fucking incredible. I just there's no there's no way yeah. Vince is gonna let that happen. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? I don't know what kind of contract. You know, these if he's under contract, it's got to be Legends deal. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time Gold Dust was on TV? I just don't remember. It's been a long time, probably. Yeah. He's had to be in something like the last couple of years. He came back at a Royal Rumble a couple of years ago, didn't he? I think so. But that would be a huge – that would be huge. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, if he just comes back as like Lone Star, Dustin Rhodes, as long as he doesn't come back as seven like when he was in oh WCW. God, that was the worst thing ever. When he just got furious and screamed on TV and said WCW. He's like, fuck WCW. <laughs> 
But no, I think that was blacked out. Dustin Rose, he's sober now, so <laughs> yeah, um, like, but, um, but, um, no, I don't want to make a joke about sobriety, but just not drinking right now. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's interesting though. If you guys have thoughts on who you think Cody's gonna wrestle, let us know. Um, obviously, your opinions don't really matter to us because we know more than you, but. Yeah, your opinions are probably yeah. wrong. Um, and I don't want to hear Andy Ball's source on who Cody's wrestling. No, God, no. If Andy Ball meets anyone at goddamn Quick Trip and says anything to you, it's it's as far from the truth as possible. Yeah. Shaping up to be a cool show, though. I'm sure we'll be talking about it a lot more. Okay, so also announced uh, just in the last couple of days, another Hall of Fame announcement, Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, well, going to the Hall of Fame. Um, he said WWE is where he's always wanted to end up and always wanted to be, which is a bullshit lie. Um, but he's going to the Hall of Fame, which is interesting because he's had so much drama with the WWE. And but I mean, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, Honky Tonk Man, was awesome in the eighties. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I. It is interesting. He's going in. I didn't know. If, I don't know who has beef with Honky Tonk Man, but a lot of people do. Uh, great champion, uh, great gimmick. Uh, he was a good wrestler. He was one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. I think he's a hall of famer. Um, he actually did something for the industry. Uh, he carried belts. He, uh, he's got a pretty good track record. Um, and he held, he held Lenny Poffo back from getting in that fight in that Andy show that we watched, that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> now when you see honky, I don't know. There's a lot of people that wrestle this style and taking his gimmick and have done stuff like that. Um, there's always been like the singer songwriter gimmick. And as far as I can remember, he's the first guy to do it. Um, but I don't know. I think he's a hall of famer. I think he deserves it. Yeah. He, for his time, that character was great. Mm-hmm. And he did it very well. Um, I actually met Honky Tonk Man one time, and uh, uh, my friend came to a, the indie show with me and was wearing a Honky Tonk Man shirt. And uh, he went up to meet Honky Tonk Man, really excited. And Honky Tonk Man goes, "Oh, cool shirt! I don't make shit off of that." <laughs> so. <laughs> So it was, it was some aftermarket honky tonk man shirt. <laughs> no, I think it was a WWE one, but he was just mad because he wasn't getting royalties for it. Oh yeah, just something because he signed a legends contract and they pay him twenty grand a year outright, and that's it. Yeah, honky tonk man has been pretty sour the last few years. But yeah, man, Vince Vince is easy to forgive and forget for sure, and uh, yeah, well deserved. He was intercontinental intercontinental champion forever. Um, one of the best theme songs of all time, really. Yeah. And let's be honest, like, the older you get as a former professional wrestler, the less spotlight you have. So anytime you get a chance to get a spotlight like this, you're going to take it. Guys are going to take hatchets and you're going to deal with it just, you know, one more time. Because every time is one more time, you know. This might be the last spotlight. One more time. So... Yeah, when you're when you're 40 years old and still doing indie shows, it's easy to be pissed off at Vince, but 
when you're 60 and no one wants to hire you because you're an asshole and Triple H calls you and say, hey, you're, we want to put you in the Hall of Fame, it's kind of hard to say no, probably. Yeah, definitely is. But well-deserved, I think, um, for a fake Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hockey. He's a real He's a real Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hockey. He's a real Hall of Famer. Hockey top man, Wayne Ferris, congratulations. Yep. Who do you think is going to induct him? Uh, probably Greg Valentine. Is he, he's still pretty sick, huh? Or did he die? He didn't die. Nah, when I met Greg Valentine a couple of years ago, he was so pilled out, he couldn't put three words together. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to put him on stage. <laughs> um, he was really sick, I thought, or something. But, I mean, for me, that was his guy. I, I don't know. Jimmy Hart. Yeah. But, you know, there's a rumor that Jimmy Hart's going in, too. So, I don't know. I would say Jimmy Hart. What is cool is that Rockabilly is going in the same year. So, all right. Also, real quick, I want to talk about the uh, New Japan Cup. The participants, 32 participants were announced this week. Um, of course, Okada and Tanahashi and Ibushi and Naito all are in it. Those are your favorites. Um, but um, an interesting person on that list to me was Mikey Nichols who was released from his deal with NXT a couple months ago uh, he was Shane Miller um, I, I believe his name was Shane Miller in NXT but he from the tag team the Mighty Don't Kneel he basically said hey I'm having a kid I want to move back to Australia I don't want to live in the United States anymore can I get out of my deal like, hey, you know, I'm I'm done with this. They let him out, and now he's wrestling for New Japan. <laughs> it's just in this tournament, though, right? He wasn't. He hasn't done anything before. No, not that I know. And to be fair to him, I know it. Making out like he like he duped WWE, but living in Orlando and working in NXT full time is a lot different than doing a Japan tour here and there. Yeah, it's way different, and like. That he made us back. All right, you know what? They're going to pay me. I can go do this, wrestle one match for whatever. He can get 5K for being in a tournament or whatever, whatever they pay him. Or yeah, what he can go to Japan for like two weeks and then go back home. So, yeah, it's definitely a different situation. And they were, they were pretty over in Japan before they signed with NXT. So, um, interesting. Uh, I don't see it being a big deal. Vince might be pissed. Vince may not even know who he is. So, yeah, he, he was only on NXT, and he wasn't even like a big guy in NXT. So, I doubt Vince even know who who it is. But um, maybe William Regal's pissed. Who knows? <laughs> I found it interesting. Um, the winner of the New Japan Cup will face the champion Jay White at the Madison Square Garden show. And also announced for the Madison Square Garden show, the Briscoes will face the Gorillas of Destiny. Gorillas of Destiny, champion versus champion, both sets of titles on the line. So the the New Japan Tag Titles and the ROH Tag Titles both on the line. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's an awesome match. So um, Madison Square Garden show will be cool. This is the first year, I think, that Takeover might be a bigger deal. Than the ROH show, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Um, it was also announced for TakeOver New York, the UK title match, Walter versus Pete Dunne, which is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know. If I was going to New York, which I'm skipping this year, this will be the first WrestleMania I haven't gone to in about five years. Yeah. I have no interest to go to New York, but um, if I was going to be there that weekend, I might actually choose TakeOver over the Madison Square Garden show. As cool as it is for them to do a Madison Square Garden show, but. Yeah, I think I would be a TakeOver fan on this one, too. I I don't really know what's going to happen at this Madison Square Garden. We don't really know where AEW will be. If any any of those guys are going to show up or do anything crazy or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think any of those guys are going to be on it. I mean, Jericho is allowed to do New Japan stuff if he wants. Um, but I think just from a business standpoint, I don't think ROH wants those guys on that show. Because, yeah. Because if, they're, if Jericho or Omega's on that show and that's who everyone's talking about, then they're talking about AEW. And it kind of takes away from ROH. And this is a huge show for ROH, so. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening that weekend. I just read at Slumber Party Massacre that Thursday night, starting at midnight, um, it's going to be Scott Steiner versus Hornswoggle. (laughs) I mean, Hornswoggle's going to die. Yeah. So that's – I might go to Mania just to see that. Man, I hope you buy a ticket to fly to New York just to see Scott Steiner on Thursday night. Well, I mean, if anything, I, I know it'd be free once I got there because Steiner and I are buddies, but I'd probably stay in his suite with all his freaks. I mean, I know the the Joey Janela Spring Break show is going to have Rock and Roll Express and NWL Spake Sting. Yeah, that's – I assume that's when I would black out is when Fake Sting joined that Rumble. Yeah, the cluster. Just like last thing I remember at last Spring Break show, I blacked out. I remember doing the clown, and I don't remember anything else. Well, you you told people you were Dan Severn's best friend for about 45 minutes. I know. He was incredible. We are best friends. We both wore fanny packs. Um, yeah, there's some fun shows in New York if you can make it up there, but uh, not for me, man. I don't think I can do another wrestling for a while. Yeah, and it's it's just going to be too hard in New York going to all the different – there's just a lot of different venues and a lot of different – you know, traveling there is a little different than New Orleans or Dallas or Atlanta or something. Yeah, it's going to be crazy and um, not for me. WrestleMania weekend is fun if you've never done it. But, man, it is – if you try to hit all these awesome shows, it can be really exhausting. Okay, so before we wrap up this week's episode, um, we lost another uh, wrestler, another person in the wrestling world this week. We want to pay our respects. Uh, we talked about the spring break clusterfuck that we attended, and uh, when we were there, it was won by the Invisible Man. Uh, who meant a lot to our business. So, the Invisible Man passed away this week. We want to say rest rest in peace. And uh, you actually have an obituary, I think. Yeah. Um, 
The Invisible Man was a pioneer in the wrestling world. In 1991, he founded Wombat Wrestling, a southern regional promotion which toured the Gulf Coast before folding in 1995 amidst the complete collapse of wrestling's territory system. Invisible's success was derailed in the late 90s amidst a difficult battle with addiction to Asian massage and huffing aerosol cans. Invisible spent years in and out of jails and rehab before finding the Church of Scientology in 2007, which he credited with turning his life around. Um, in recent years, Invisible Man returned to the prominence after with low-level independent wrestler Joey Janela partaking in several events during wrestling's famed Mania Week. In 2016, Man returned to Tuscaloosa where he opened the Wombat Training Center in an effort to give back to the next generation of aspiring wrestlers. Um, Man was passionate vegan, (laughs) so he could have been a Daniel Bryan teammate. You never know. He was a devoted listener of radio personality Art Bell and a huge fan of Australian rock supergroup Men at Work. Uh, We all like Men at Work, right? Uh, His infectious smile lit up every locker room he entered. He was both well-liked and respected by his peers. Uh, Invisible passed away on Thursday at the age of 49. He's survived by his invisible wife, Lisa, his son, Invisible Sam, and his brother, Invisible Stan. Uh, We at the Mega Power Hour 2.0 podcast, along with uh, GCW and Joey Janela, would like to extend our deepest sympathies to his family and friends during this trying time. Rest in peace, Invisible Man. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough time for Invisible Lisa and Invisible Sam, but yeah, Invisible Stan too. I mean, that's his brother, you know. Yeah, he. Uh, we were lucky enough to watch him work live. Um, the way he could work a crowd, man, it, uh... a phenomenal talent. Um, it. <sighs> It's just a shame. Yeah, uh, but... I don't. I don't think I'll ever forget that pop. Yeah, when he won the clusterfuck. When he won the clusterfuck, um, I mean that's some of the loudest. That's some of the loudest pop, you know, we've ever heard live. Yeah, for you sure. know, we we podcasted live from spring break. Uh, nah, we would have, but yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man, to lose these guys so young, forty nine. Man, it's just, this one hurts. Yeah. So, you know, the last thing, at least the bit of thing I can do is, you know, this right here for Invisible Man. I think that's fitting. And, you know, that uh, that Asian massage addiction is serious. I know it got Robert Kraft this week. Yeah, it did. And for those of you out here who are dealing with you know, if you're dealing with a Asian massage addiction, um, it's real shit. Uh, you need to find somebody. You need to talk to them about it. Um, it ruins families. It um, it can take your life. So, it's nothing to sneeze at. No. Rest in peace, Invisible Man. Thanks for the memories. Yep. Amen. All right. So, we just got paid. More money in the bank for me and James, so that means we're going to wrap things up for tonight. Um, 
We want to thank everybody for listening to another great episode. Uh, please hit us up with your thoughts, suggestions, questions, anything you have for us. Um, I may play your feedback on the show like I played everyone's feedback earlier. Yeah, any life advice you need, um, any, you know, any anything you're going through, you know, reach out. We're here for you. Yeah, feel free to hit us up. We're on Instagram, Twitter. Um, of course, Anchor.fm helps us out with this show. They put us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, we're available. Um, Facebook page coming soon, right, Jamie? Yep coming soon yeah tva so look out for the facebook page um youtube if you want to listen to our first episode or yeah first episodes on youtube uh more episodes to come um are we putting the rest of the episodes on youtube yeah i just gotta get around to it man i almost died this week so i wasn't able to do it but um from your cleanse yeah so yeah, man, look us up. Tell your friends about the show. Um, you know, we're we're here for you, man. We'd like to start selling merch. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen soon. Been looking on, looking at a bunch of stuff. Um, I got a, got a couple guys. We're running some things by them. Uh, could be sooner than later. Yeah, but we got a lot of cool things in the works. Um, a review show is ready to go. That's going to be coming soon. We did review a pay-per-view recently. Uh, so that'll be up. Um, we're going to do a movie review coming up. Yep. Uh, real excited about the pay-per-view and the movie review. Yeah. An awesome pay-per-view and an awesome movie that we're going to be able to discuss and inform you guys about. And um, there's a lot of cool things in the works. Um, if you're going to be in Vegas, look for us in Vegas. Uh, yeah, let us know. You know, let us know if you're going to be in Vegas because uh, we'll be casting live from StarCast. And uh, we got a lot going on, but I'm sure, you know, between our busy schedule, we can fit in an autograph signing for you or something like that. Yeah, we're going to have special guests probably in Vegas too. I know we're going to have Ben on to talk about how much he loves parts of Raw. Yeah, maybe but, Ben will talk about how much he loves Goldberg's son. Yeah, we uh, he may sleep through our recording, but he might make it on there. Yeah, hopefully he talks in his sleep so we can at least have him on his show. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully next week I'll be healed and it won't be painful for me to talk and I won't sound like a weirdo. But and you won't be slurping on that cough drop like you've got big rod in your mouth. Yeah. It's the only way I can talk for an hour without dying. Well, you sound like a dong detective. Yeah, you look like a dong detective. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the show this week. Uh, tell your friends. Hit us up on the on the internet. Let us know what you think. Appreciate everything. We'll see you next week. Peace.